you're literally training yourself to make it a behavior. So I would have to like to make to train myself to make that a behavior that is discipline. So I'm gonna set an alarm every day at 6am. Don't get up at 6am, two hours before I have to go to work. Hell no. No. But that is sacrificing what I want now, which is that sleep right now for that goal of getting that gold medal in 16 weeks. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon, and my goal of this podcast is to bring on leaders in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, and just life in general to try and motivate us all to be better. We shouldn't strive to be millionaires in terms of money, but by the millions of lives that we can impact. If you want to be a guest or have a guest idea that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this episode. Then head over to our social media and give us a follow on Instagram at Roughnecks Podcast, Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1, Facebook at Roughnecks Podcast. And then don't forget to subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel as well. As always, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Let's get into this week's episode. crazy two-week break my schedule has been absolutely nuts i'm trying to be as much as i can weekly episodes but it is hard to do but the roughnecks podcast is back up and running for now at least um i know i haven't been consistent this summer but i'm working on that i got guests i'm scheduling way ahead of time and hopefully i don't miss those trust me it's not the guest fault it is my fault but we are back with yet another college buddy of mine joining me today, Carlos Cintron. Welcome to the Roughnecks podcast. Hey, thanks, man. Hey, man, not a problem. You know, actually, I was looking back when I was like thinking about what I wanted to talk about in this episode. I was looking back and I was like, you were one of my first friends at Ohio Wesleyans, besides Dan. Dan, I mean, we were roommates, so that kind yeah, of just happened. <laughs> but like through Jesse, who was also on this podcast, and then like it just all kind of ended up working out. But you were really one of the first people I ever hung out with outside of Dan. I know. I remember I was like in your guys' room every day after the library, after practice. <laughs> I'd get bored as hell and just come over, and you guys were always playing that horrible trash game. I don't even remember what game were we playing. I don't even remember. I think Far Cry was one of the Far Cries. Dan was playing that. That was not me because I still have my same PlayStation 3 from freshman year that I had before freshman year, and it's I still have it because I don't play enough video games to get myself to go buy something new. I play too many video games. <laughs> hey, we all got to have our little hobby. But I'm glad I finally got you on the podcast just to give to kick off the episode, give the Roughnecks listeners a little bit about who you are. All right. So my name is Carlos Centron. I'm originally from San Diego, California. Um, that's where I was born. I was there for about eight to nine years. Um, my parents married, remarried one another. They were divorced the first time. Then they thought it was a great idea to get married again. And we moved to... Uh, Portsmouth, Rhode Island, 
we were there for about a year, year and a half. Then we moved to Seoul, South Korea. Then from Seoul, South Korea, we moved to Stuttgart, Germany. Then from Stuttgart, Germany, I finished up high school in Clearwater, Florida. Then I came up to Ohio Wesleyan to play football and graduated last year. Now I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I did personal training for the past year. I'm currently a stretch practitioner at a new job, which is really fun. I'm loving it. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to go back to school for PT, but I have to take chemistry and physics still. So <laughs> Those are two classes that I'm glad I never have to take ever again, other than high school. Yeah, they're rough, but you know, it's all worth it. Did you, you were in Korea. I forgot about this. Did Were you in Bonner? Did you guys meet each other in Korea and didn't even know it? Yeah, no. So Bonner and I played baseball together. <laughs> for those of you who have been following the podcast for a while, you know that Bonner's been on two episodes now. And like, it's crazy that like, because he's from New York. Yeah, he's from Buffalo. That's yeah, he's from too. But you guys both have military families and like you guys moved around a lot. And it's just yeah. crazy. A Korea of all places. And then they end up at Ohio Wesleyan together. Uh, fifth, sixth grade. That's crazy. It, yeah. It's weird how small of a world it is, really. Back then, he was like this short little chubby kid. Yeah, then... let's be real. Bonner's still short. He's not that tall. <laughs> no, he's just like this muscular dude. I'm just like, it <laughs> <He> blew up. <laughs> so first thing I'm going to ask you question-wise, I always ask all my OU guests this. I need to get better about asking my non-OU guests this. But, I mean, you're from all over the place why Ohio Wesleyan of all places did you decide to go there um so I was originally committed to Wittenberg oh man for those of you who know that that's our rivals that's that's a tough one so um when I was looking at schools I picked Wittenberg because it was like oh it's like at the time it was just like the rings and stuff and all that and but I also wasn't a big fan with my visit I didn't really feel like family and stuff there and when I took my visit to Ohio Wesleyan, I just clicked with Coach Watts when I first met him. And then Anthony Chambers and Jerry, who are also alums, were my hosts. And, like, they just made me feel welcome. I felt at home. I became, like, great best friends with Jordan King there on that visit. We just played, like, zombies the whole time at, like, <laughs> parties. And, yeah, no, I just, like, it felt like such a good family atmosphere. And as me growing up as, like, a military child, my family, my whole life was my mom and dad. So I didn't grow up with a family. So I was like the first time I got to feel a sense of family. And that's what like really drew me in there. Yeah. You know, I'm actually looking back. I came back. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking back though. You're talking about the recruiting visit because now I remember my recruiting visit. Oh yeah. When I first actually met you. Now we won't talk about that night in general, but that was the first night. I think, did you come play basketball with us? Uh, yeah, I did. That was the night. Well, I think it was me, you, and Jesse, and Cam, and we just, for some reason, were awesome at basketball. But that was the night I originally met you, and you were the first person to take me to, like, the first college bar I ever went to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Norton drove us there. Oh, yeah, no, of course Norton would drive us there. That kid uh, is wild. Yeah, but it's it's crazy. Like, you talk about that family feeling, and, you know, for any kid who's wanting to go to college or go play a college sport, that is the big thing. Like, yeah, you can look at – Wittenberg or I'm not dissing Wittenberg but like these teams that win a lot but you may not feel comfortable there and that's okay like not everyone's going to fit into their program there's a reason that not everyone lasts at their program 
and there's not everyone's going to fit into our program. Like it's going to, everything's different. So just find, you'll know when you have that feeling of when you fit into a program, when you fit into a college and like, don't, don't jump to a conclusion right away on like, Oh, I like this school to visit multi, a handful of different schools and like really try to experience it and figure it out. And I think yeah. the big thing you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the big thing, like if you're, you know, an athlete trying to go play, do an overnight because that's when you really find out like if you fit with that program, because let's be real, they're going to talk and talk when you're on your visit, just like you're with the coaches and whatnot. But when you actually hang out with the players, hang out with the team, hang out with other people outside of the like that team, that's when you can tell if like you'd be a good fit at that school. Exactly. No, I, I totally agree with that. And like another big thing too was just like an education aspect with OU too. I was like, I have no admiration to go pro, and I know I'm not going to go pro. So at the end of the day, football is going to be over. I need to have a good education. Exactly. And Owu does have a very good education. I just haven't used my education yet, but that's besides the point. Um, but our topic this month is discipline. You fit into this topic very well. You are doing bodybuilding as well, which you haven't really talked about, but we'll get into, along with, like, you know, the training and just life in general. So it's sometimes very hard to stay disciplined. But first thing I have to ask you, is about the bodybuilding when did you first get into it like how long have you actually been into it oh man um it's almost been 10 years which is crazy and it makes me feel old <laughs> so my my dad and my uncle were both into bodybuilding and they both did it when they were in college and my dad like kept up with working out and stuff and so I remember that back in 2004, him watching the Mr. Olympia, which is like the Super Bowl of bodybuilding. It was Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman. And I was just looking, I was like, wow, those guys are really big. That's weird. But like when he was deployed in Afghanistan, we always had like his home gym. And I was just in there and I found this, what he had was called like the uh, bodybuilding Bible or encyclopedia or something. It had Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I just opened that book up and I just like started looking at these pictures of these guys from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. I was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, I would like to look like this. And I was at the age of 14 there. So I just started like training. I had no idea what I was doing. I knew <laughs> nothing about food. I knew nothing about training. I was just pushing myself every day as hard as I could. I was like, I want to be like this. Like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. So, yeah, I would say it's almost been 10 years. It's been nine years at 14. That's when I started like really getting after it at the gym, making sure I was eating a lot, not the proper stuff, but. And I started like weighing out my food around 14, 15 years old. That's the crazy thing. That's what I like though, is like how you just said, you know, you just started going. That's where a lot of people with like more that like, not just bodybuilding, just a lot of life things in general, like where they'll look at it. The big thing is just to take a step, take that first step and just start. You'll learn, you're going to learn on the fly because the people that try and plan it out, like, yes, there may be times that it's right to plan it out, but you can't, you're st even if you plan everything out exactly how you want to do it, and you think you have it down to a T, like I'm sure you could have planned your meals out and there was still something that was going to eventually change. Like you're going to learn on the fly and that's okay. But the big thing is to take that first step. Just do it. Just go yeah, for it. I agree. You're never going to get like true experience. So you actually like attempt it. Like I'd rather live with mistakes and regrets. Yes. Like the biggest thing I've been like over the last few years is just take that leap of faith like mm -hmm. what's gonna what's gonna go wrong it doesn't work out you can get back on your feet and go after something else you know exactly and like, like 
I like exactly like take that leap of faith. That's where, cause that's where a point in my life right now where I'm at, this is on my note, but like, I look at it, you know, I've always wanted to live out West and experience out West. And, you know, right now I'm like, I'm kind of hesitant to do it, but I'm, I was talking to my parents about it tonight actually. And I was like, I think I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to go try it. You know, like what's the worst that happens? I find out I don't like being out there and I come back home. Like, we're it's out, not like I don't have anywhere I can go. Where out West were you looking? Probably like Montana, Colorado, Idaho, Wyoming, those kind of states. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I thought you were going to go to West and go to California. No, no, no. I, I couldn't way, do California. It's way too expensive. That's why I never moved back. Way yeah. too expensive. I'll actually ask you that since you've been living at you've, like that. Um, I have a buddy of mine from high school, and we actually still keep in touch. He's the only high school friend I keep in touch with. But um, I wrestled with him all throughout high school, played football with him. He went to the Navy, and we actually met up in Washington, which is literally across the country. And that's why I'm like, it's such a small world. And he got stationed right next to where my dad was stationed. And he actually went back to Florida, and he currently just literally took a leap of faith and is out in Colorado right now as a bartender working for this resort. And he's just absolutely loving it. He wanted to change the scenery. He wanted to try something new with his life. And so far, it's been nothing but good for him. Exactly. Like, it, the leap of faith is a good idea. Like, because, like, like we've talked, what is the worst that happens? Exactly. I don't even want to say fail, because in my opinion, like, you don't really fail, you learn. And failure yeah. is learn. You literally gain knowledge. It's like you're, you learned what you did, and you just learn from it. It's not truly failure because honestly, the true failure is if you didn't allow yourself to take that step and you're too hesitant and too scared. I would say that's true failure there mm-hmm. at that point because you never gave that chance yes. and you didn't believe in yourself. And if you're not going to believe in yourself, then who is? You can't exactly. expect anybody to believe in you if you don't even believe in yourself. I love that. Yes. And like I've talked so many times on this podcast, you will learn more from your losses, from your failures, from your mistakes than you oh, ever sure. will from when you succeed and when you win. Like, like you look at all these big time people like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, like all these like millionaires, you really think they didn't fail a hundred times before they finally got it right. Like exactly, everybody fails. That's how they become successful. They learn from all their mess, their mistakes, everything they messed up and just kept building off of those. Exactly. I totally agree with that. So, but back to the bodybuilding, there's a ton of discipline that goes into that. What would you say is the most, like the hardest, what, what do you think drives you the most to keep doing what you're doing and stay disciplined? Like what, you know, you're going to have those things like parties, people want to go out, you, you go like, you want to, Hey, you want to go grab a beer? You want to go, let's, let's go do this. Let's go get fast food. All this kind of stuff that can start to deter you away from your end goal. So like what drives you to keep getting better, like to stay on track? Oof. Um. I don't know. I don't want to say anything cheesy because I hate cheesy stuff. <laughs> Honestly, I want to say it's like love and passion. So like my one of my favorite quotes for discipline is discipline is giving up what you want now for what you want in the future. Damn, that's good. And like, I totally stand behind that because it is so true. Like, because I, I literally get asked this question all the time and it's motivation is going to run out. I don't care who you are. I've had so many oh. friends who've messaged me about bodybuilding and they're going into a prep. And like I myself, like I was trying to do a YouTube channel and it was just so much on top of me. I just got overwhelmed with it. 
and I had somebody else doing it as well. And I'm like, dude, look, I'm telling you, it's gonna be really hard. I'm just trying to be honest with you. Like, I know you say you're gonna be able to do this to the very end, but it's gonna get you. And I got them. And it's just like, motivation is gonna run out. Discipline is to keep going when that motivation runs out. It's that drive, that love, that passion. And I actually made a video about this on um, my Instagram and YouTube. And it was just like, if you're doing something and you don't have like a love for it. And like, when I'm in the gym and I think about my end goal for bodybuilding, I literally get so emotional to the point where I want to cry. Like even Jesse, like I remember my freshman year, I was doing leg day and I was like pushing the hell out of myself. And then I was like, I felt like I couldn't go anymore, but I kept going. And I literally just started breaking out the tears and just kept going. It's just like having a drive and passion for it. You have to be like a little crazy for it too. But yeah, no, discipline is just, you really just have to have that internal drive. Like you have to be committed to it. No one else is going to hold you accountable but yourself. A hundred percent. And like, find it like then who else is going to be behind it exactly yeah it's crazy like when you people are gonna think you're crazy too it doesn't matter because everybody has like that one thing that one thing that they love and they have a passion for and you put a lot of time and effort into it and they're like why like a lot of people don't understand but that is what like drives us like those people too like when you start saying why that makes me just want to do it more and I look at like when you were talking about that, your love and passion for what you're doing, I was thinking, sitting here thinking the podcast a hundred percent. And like, you know, I have to give up sometimes like tonight, my buddies, Hey, you want to go grab a beer? And they're going they're at the bar right now, which don't get me wrong. I'd love to go get a beer with my buddies that I haven't seen in a while. And, but I was like, I got a podcast. Like you, like you said, you got to give up things now for like what you want in the future. Exactly. And, and um, there's this, uh, other thing I was thinking about is specifically for bodybuilding and discipline. It's like people see you on show day. They see the pictures of show day. They see all the happiness and stuff, but they don't see all the work that goes into it. Like me stepping on stage. That's just that one single minute of me being up there. Mm-hmm. But everything behind that was the hundreds and thousands of hours of me in the gym, meal prepping in the kitchen, cardio, pushing myself at night when I'm like, five eight percent body fat and i'm still going to the gym for an hour pushing heavy weights as hard as possible in my head i'm mentally breaking i'm like breaking and saying like why am i doing this but the biggest thing that keeps me pushing is that discipline and i always remind myself i chose to do this i love this and it's about the end goal like this is a privilege it's truly a privilege that i'm allowed to be where I'm at in life that I can chase after the dreams I want. Mm -hmm. I just need to shut the fuck up and get after it. You know, exactly. I wish a lot of people were more minded like that. Cause I think that's where a lot of people give up. You know, you get to that point where it's like, why am I doing this? And that's where you see a lot of people just drop it. And they're like, I'm done. And that's very important. You have to have a why. And I always come back to my why. If you don't have a why, then there's something wrong. Oh, a hundred percent. How many, you've competed before, obviously. How many competitions have you done? I've done two. So I did my very first show at 16. I did the Europe Orlando, which is a massive national show. And I took second at Teen National, and I qualified for Teen Nationals. So it was my first show ever. And then I competed last year at the Arnold, which is where I got the shirt. (laughs) Um, That one, that one was a little different. Because of college football, obviously, that's six days a week of our lives. And Sunday is basically like recovering and homework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I was still lifting heavy I would still go to the gym um but like I kind of took away like a four-year break I'd say I was still training but I wasn't training for bodybuilding I was trying to get strong I was trying to get that 600 pound squat you know I was like training for that so it was different but um yeah no so I after football finished I was like that was 16 years of my life of a sport I love like what am I gonna do and like I'm more than happily and openly to say that like I hit rock bottom after football I was like sport I love is over I'm graduating this is the first sense of family I've ever had and next semester I was to say goodbye to everybody I was on my old time low I was depressed as hell I hadn't worked out in like 30 40 days you knew all the injuries I had my senior year that's crazy though because for you like anytime anybody walked in the gym we would always see Carlos like that that's what's insane yeah no like and even there in football like that was like like another love and passion for the game that was like that was discipline like even my junior year I tore my elbow I did not have a single ounce of doubt in myself that I wasn't going to come back that season Mm -hmm. they told me I tore four ligaments and broke my elbow I was like okay, when am I coming back, you know? When I broke my elbow in high school, I did the same exact thing. I was like, when am I coming back? And they're like, you're not coming back. So I said, screw that. I went and went to my own sports medicine doctor. I got a whole hinge joint brace and I was back in two weeks. And was I being soft at practice? Hell no. I was trying to kill (laughs) everybody on the field that whole season. Yeah, we hated you on the defensive side. I was just trying to have fun, man. <laughs> nah, man. Like, I only have so many of these practices. And when I look back at it, yeah, you have games, but I look at back so many good memories of practice, you know? Exactly. The practice were some – that. that's the other thing. Like, you've talked about they only see that minute on stage. That's like with football, too. They only see you on Saturday. They don't see that exactly. those that August 5th, August 6th, when it's 97 degrees outside and 100 degrees on the turf and we're out there full pads practicing like running our ass off they don't see that no one a lot of people forget about the work that it takes that's where like you talked about the youtube thing too like on um sam hire you don't know him he was just an incoming freshman last year but he so i had the podcast and stuff he's like yeah i'm thinking about doing a youtube channel and i looked at him and i was like youtube sucks it, like not that it's like it's just so hard it's a monster of an algorithm it really is and like it's so hard that's why i didn't start youtube for the podcast until i grew my like i grew a little bit i didn't have it till like the 36 39th episode or something because i wanted to grow because i knew i couldn't just go to youtube and just expect you know, here i am like it's a pain in the butt and like editing yeah. videos like my videos are like an hour long so i have to go through and edit everything and make sure yeah, everything's editing, all good the whole beast too yes that's um, where i give cart people like carter franklin a lot of credit for what they do because yeah. that is insane you know it's a lot of time and obviously over time when you're more practice it gets easier but yeah no like i could honestly keep doing youtube videos it's just like i don't just a standard at least i hold myself to i don't want to put out any crap videos mm-hmm and that's why I don't, I wasn't pumping them out anymore. I'm like, look, I don't have the energy. I don't want to like put out stuff and not have like emotion or anything. Yeah. And so that's why like, I just had, I had to stop. I was like, I, I need to hold myself to a certain level, you know? Yeah. So you've done a couple shows. When is your next one? Cause I know you got one coming up. So my next show is actually in 50 days. Exactly. It's the Ohio state championships on September 24th. So I'm, currently dieting for that that just sounds awful diets sound awful 
how much that's what i was going to ask you though is how much work does it take to prepare for a show like when does when it like is there a starting point from when it actually kind of begins like all right this is day one like i know like almost like football like you know you're training year-round for it but is there a point when you really start to focus on all right i have a show in this many days and this is when it starts i would say it should be 16 weeks out but i say it really hits me mentally around seven eight weeks out which is where i'm at but originally i was going to do a show back in may and i was going to do junior nationals which was just a few weeks ago because that was like i was trying to go for my pro card but it turned out you had to qualify for that show so i had to do a show in may so i went from 16 weeks to eight weeks and who that was uh that was harsh i was having gary help me out with my diet and stuff i my starting point i was 245 and that was march 3rd i pushed the hell out of my food my food dropped my cardio went up the sky i went from march 3rd at 245 to March 28th at 207 pounds. Oh, wow. And that's what I'd say, like, let's, you have to be a little crazy there. Yes. So if you do things wrong, you're going to break. And that's what happened to me. I mentally broke. It was just like so many things started adding up. Like at my old job, a bunch of my coworkers were quitting. So my schedule got stacked. I was like, I had no time for the gym or extra cardio or anything. And then I was having a bunch of issues with like medical bills from previous stuff and just like financially I was in the right place I'm like okay to compete it's like five six hundred dollars not even including food so I'm like I just mentally broke and I just like binge ate and I struggled with like the whole month of April binge eating I went from 207 back to like 240 and it was just like I was mentally fucked up and I just had to like get back to my why I was like why was I doing this that's what I was gonna ask is like because mental health is becoming a giant thing right now like it is, yeah. is growing over time and mental health is a real issue. Like that people, a lot of people don't realize, but no, like, it is. I've, I've struggled with a lot of like depression and anxiety. And it's like, people hate to talk about that, yeah. but like, it's normal, man. It like, really is. I don't care who you are. It just makes you be a better person. You get to be um, more personable with people. You get to understand where people are coming from. You're not just like, shut up, man up and stuff. Like that's like one of the things I hated about like, the whole locker room culture with football and stuff it's just like own up to it or whatever mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's like you you gotta have your shield on and like go out there and do your thing but like it's okay to be weak at those like certain moments like everyone goes through their things you know that's what's crazy is you don't realize how many people have gone through something similar that you have gone through like or have felt the exact way because one of those people i'm sure it's probably the same for you jesse beachy is a great person to talk to a lot of times about things yeah. he's who I like start I remember the first time I like opened up one night and it was just me I think I was me him and Teddy and Teddy had gone to bed of course and, and it was just me and him and like I started talking and then all of a sudden I'm like I I feel a lot better now like one yeah. I got it off my chest two he knows exactly. where I'm coming from like somebody like all you gotta do it's okay to talk about your thing like people especially being a man we always have that you know like you said toughen up like suck it yeah, up just go with it Jesse and I literally always talk about that like we hate the standard of this, how we're supposed to be held to this, blah, blah. And like, same as you, like, it's almost been a year now, but back in August, when I first found out, like my parents separated, like right after work, I was at Jesse's house. I was like down there in, the, in his basement talking to him. He was just sitting there while I was just like crying and just like talking to him. And he was there for me. 
So it's like, it's good to have people you can trust and just have them be there for you. Yes, 100%. But it says nobody does anything on their own. No, no. And when you try and do it on your own is when you start to break. That is when the really breaking, that's when you really start to break. That is when the depression starts to really sit in and the anxiety and everything, because you're trying to do everything on your own. You, you're putting too much on yourself. And then, you know, let's be real, those negative thoughts, like you, you start thinking down on yourself. You start, you don't think highly of yourself. You almost need that person to, that pick me up because once we get in a way of thinking, especially as men, a lot of times, once we get in a way of thinking, it's hard to get, start thinking like all of a sudden be positive. Exactly. Um, I, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, the biggest things that like helped me is honestly, I, as a person, I hate to be alone, but I had to take some time to be alone. Like I would be like super anxious if I wasn't hanging out with like my friends, I just get this like FOMO, like fear of missing out on stuff. And it's like, I went from hanging out with Jesse every single day to I see him like every few weeks or every other month. And it's like, I know he's going to be there no matter what. I'm always going to be there for him no matter what. And it's just like, I needed time to learn how to deal with my emotions and what I was going through on my own. And it made me come out so much better. So that's why I was like, for this show, I'm like, okay, I'm 16 weeks out. I'm 238. Let me start bringing that weight down. And now I'm like around 218. But I just, I had to like rebuild a whole different focus with food. I had to build the relationship with food again, just because I've had a horrible relationship with food my whole life just binge eating like you even knew me in college i need a whole box of oatmeal cream pies <laughs> a whole box even why greenia for my 21st birthday bought me four boxes and I, <laughs> the same night and like, believe me i'm like i just have a great metabolism and i work out a lot i can get away with it but i used to eat like a whole box of oreos before <laughs> uh what is it called um a milkshake from oh i can't remember the place oh uh crap Are you, is it in delaware uh yeah. i can't even remember the name of it i want to say dq but it's not DQ. it's not dq um <laughs> is it the dairy mart or are you talking about the slushy place down the road where we could use our meal points no it was right across from smith oh right udf 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 yeah yeah <laughs> good old udf <laughs> oh but so back to what is your ideal weight that you want to be at for a, a competition? All right. So if I compete in classic physique, so there's different divisions for bodybuilding. So for men's, we have a little less um, options as compared to females. But as men, we have men's physique, which are the guys who are in board shorts, the, like the smallest of the bodybuilders. Then you have men's classic physique, which is what I want to compete in. And then you have men's open bodybuilding, which are the really big mass monsters. Like the Arnold type people. No, like way big. Yeah, way bigger than. Okay. Like, <laughs> um, like I'm talking about like my height, but 290 pounds of pure like beef. Oh, no okay. fat. Um, so for if I want to do classic physique, since I'm five, five, nine, five, eight, they measured me at five and five, nine last year. But I have a weight cap. So for every inch in classic physique, you have a weight cap. So me being 5'9", my weight cap is 197. So I can weigh anything under that. I just can't weigh anything over that. Damn. So I was literally talking to this with Gary today and just with like the pictures I've been sending him lately and just what I've been posting on social media. 
he's like you're looking he's like you're looking pretty large um he's like you should consider doing open i was like closer to the show two weeks prior if i'm like saying that i'm not gonna make the weight i'll go with open but if i can make if i can ideally make weight i want to do classic physique okay just making that weight cap is hard what is your diet like it's gotta i don't even it's gotta be crazy what is like I guess like give me because that's where I think a lot of discipline comes in with this. Give me like a, a daily or a weekly diet of what you're kind of like. All right. So I am extremely OCD and anal about stuff, which I guess helps me. But um so when I was doing my last prep, when Gary was doing my food, this is gonna be more of like the extreme bodybuilding type diet. Um I was eating Okay, so my lowest days were like 1,500 calories, which is nothing, especially for somebody my size. I was eating two six ounces of chicken meals with a cup of green beans, then two six ounces of cod meals with uh, a cup of green beans with those. And then my only carbohydrates came in the morning, which was 50 grams of cream of rice, which is roughly 40, 50 grams of carbs, and then half a cup of blueberries, and then a shake before bed. And that was every everyday thing. And then like a regular day, two of those meals would have like a cup of rice, which is like 30 to 50 grams of carbs, depending on how you weigh it, dry or not dry. But now I'm doing my own diet. Gary's just helping me out with like little minute things, cardio-wise and stuff. But now I'm doing my own diet. I'm coaching myself. And like I, I took out like 50 plus grand in loans to so why not you know i know what i'm talking about i know the whole physiological uh ochem part of it so currently what i eat is i eat two english muffins for breakfast with two whole eggs and four strips of turkey bacon which is 600 calories and then meal two is cream of rice which is 80 grams which is like 62 grams of carbs 32 32 grams of creamy peanut butter and 40 grams of uh, vanilla whey protein. So I eat that around 30 to 50 minutes before working out just to have some quick carbs in me and it doesn't upset my stomach. Um, then post-workout, I have the same exact meal, just 50 grams of cream of rice instead of 80 without the peanut butter, without the fats. And then after that, it's two, six ounces of chicken meals with a cup of rice in both of those. And then I was doing a thing of avocado mash for both those but I cut that out last week just to lower my fats a little bit more because closer I get the lower I have to keep cutting everything down and then my last meal of the day is two ground beef wraps it's six ounces of ground beef 91 percent but I'm such a routine person like all the foods I have it's not hard for me to eat the same thing every day what gets hard is when it's stuff you don't like to eat and that's why I try yeah. to talk all the time if you're following a diet where it's stuff you don't like you're not going to stick to it i promise you yeah. don't care how mentally strong you are you're going to break at some point yeah you're going to stick to it for a little bit but eventually you're going to give in. like it's, oh. it's it's too hard like i i've tried so many times you know all right no fast food for this amount of time you're yeah. eventually i love fast like i love certain fast food things like and it's so hard so easy too to break that discipline and like if it's something you like as long as you can like manage it well like you do it's okay to do it yeah so like that was like the biggest thing before when i was in my last prep was i love breakfast sandwiches and gary just cut that out of my diet completely cold turkey 
which made it really hard for me. So this time I'm trying to keep it as long as I can. Um, but yeah, no, like you have to make sure the foods you're eating are something that are good, like something you enjoy and something that tastes good. You got to make your food taste good or else you're not going to want to do it. And um, so this is the best prep I've had by far. I've been dropping weight consistently, I'm looking nice and lean, and I'm not suffering food wise and I have a lot more energy. I'll ask you this. This was innately. I asked Nately if he had any specific questions I should ask you. And he said the one, what is your go-to meal after competition? Oh God. It's definitely <laughs> I, I love cookies. Pazuki, have you ever had a pizuki from BJ's? Uh-uh. This massive like oven baked cookie in this metal like pan tray, and then there's ice cream on top. Oh, I've seen that, yes. I am a huge cookie guy. <laughs> my go-to afterwards so i'm also gonna ask you this because i figured it's only fitting like what kind of supplements are you on pre-workouts proteins like what all of that kind of stuff are you on if you're at liberty or you want to stay so currently i do whey i just do whey isolate it's very easily it's already broken down so a lot of people who have stomach issues usually are having like whey concentrate so it's not like fully it's not broken down as much as isolate in the most high most broken down this hydrolyzed way. So it's, it kind of seeps through a little bit through your stomach. So the only thing that really gets soaked through the stomach lining is water due on your bloodstream. It's like 80% of digestion occurs at the small intestine. So we absorb most of your nutrients. Um, Man, it guess like you went to school to, for this stuff or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm a very science-based person. I'm very analytical and very factorial. So it's really hard for me to go off like opinionated stuff. So that's why uh, when I do get in arguments with people, it's uh, I, I usually come out on top because I don't come off of, I don't even bother to argue with somebody if I don't have like the facts on that topic, you know? I wish more people, that is just a whole side note. I wish more people were like that today because everybody knows why. Good guy. If you don't know the facts, there is no point in having an argument. No, exactly. But um, yeah, so I do whey protein and then I do a greens powder because I know I'm all health and stuff, but I hate vegetables. I, I absolutely despise vegetables. So I have a greens powder and honestly, I've bought so many supplements over the years, spent thousands upon thousands of dollars on supplements and it is my most favorite supplement ever. And I have a lot of like GI issues. I don't know why. I think it's just because I eat so much. And it's like really hard on my like stomach, mm -hmm. but oh, I drink that and it like takes away all my pain. I have so much more energy. Like my bowels are fine. So like if you're having issues, get a greens. I've uh, heard I'm a big Granger Smith fan, country artist guy. And he actually, he uses it, not even sponsored by it, but he talks about it on his podcast all the time and like mm -hmm. how it is good for people who have those issues. And he's like, you know, for people like, like I, he's like, I love vegetables, but for people that don't like vegetables, it's a great, like stuff, like a replacement for it. Yeah. And like the ones I have is reds and greens. And if people don't know reds, reds are just berries. Um, so mine's a combo of two and it just also has like some immune support stuff. So I take that. I do some collagen just cause I have some really messed up joints. So anything that can help works. Uh, so I do some collagen. I do some glucosamine, which is also for joints. And then I bounce around between pre-workouts. Like I used to be a huge stim junkie, um, but 
it's just like with all these pre-workouts is like they have a ton of caffeine and caffeine at the end of the day will give you all these boosts but at the same time it's addicting extremely addicting oh yeah and two um it's a vasoconstrictor so it's making your blood vessels smaller and why would you want that when you're working out and you're trying to provide as much blood flow and oxygen to the muscle yeah you want something that's in vasodilate so now i just do pump products which are nonstop pre-workouts and i would say the biggest thing with supplements is there's so many out there but the biggest thing and actually like a whole group i got behind is uh, my buddy paul's the owner of bullfrog and i just love his mission and everything they're doing like he had some issues in the past, like health wise from bad supplements, I believe, but his whole thing is like promoting good supplements that are actually third-party tested out of an FDA place. So, you know, whatever you're putting into your body is actually what's listed on that label because it's third-party tested. And it's like people never check, like whether it's food supplements and stuff, you're putting this in your body. So the second it goes in your mouth, it literally touches everything inside of you. Mm-hmm. internally so why wouldn't you want to check what it is you wouldn't exactly. want to put gas in a ferrari would you so why would you do it to your body a living organism you only get one one of it exactly that is that is very true because i think there's too many people out there like that will go into gnc and just get things and think it's all right i'm good like i i'm, I'm gonna be a giant now like they'll just buy it because like, but I, I don't think a lot of people do the research. Don't do the time to actually take the time and figure out what it is they're taking, what it is they really need to take. Some people I think take things they have zero reason to take, but like, no, huh? No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. It, I see it all the time. My buddy works at GNC. He goes, I have people come in and I'm like, Hey, do you need help with anything? They're like, no, I know what they want. And like, he's like, you know, it'll be this, like, you can just tell like they have no clue what they're doing yeah but i mean it is what it is but i think it's important to like if even for like the person who doesn't work out as much as you or isn't trying to be a bodybuilder like don't just go buy whatever take the time to actually like research what it is yeah and even like for those who don't work out and just like general population because i I trained a lot of general population people too who are very sedentary um you don't be wasting your money on a bunch of supplements the only supplement i would ever tell people to get is greens just if they don't get enough vegetable or enough fiber because americans lack a ton of vegetable or fiber content in their diets um and just protein people don't get enough protein in their mm-hmm. diet they, they, you get a ton of carbs and fats but protein you need like that's what's going to make your skin grow like my girlfriend for instance like to throw her under i don't even care i'll throw her under the bus she buys all this beauty stuff yes she looks very young but she spends all this money on like the external stuff but then she will eat like crap he's not better for it but i'm like where do you think your body gets the energy and the fuel to build these new proteins these new cells from the food you consume you probably wouldn't need as much as that stuff if you actually took care of what's on the inside (laughs) (laughs) running well from the inside out (laughs) what is the workout routine like because do you only work out once a day seven days a week, six days a week. Do you like, what is your workout routine like? So last prep, I was seven days a week, which was way too much. Um, currently I'm doing a three day split. So today, for instance, is my off day and it's hard when you've been lifting as long as I have, like with something like this, like on my off day, I just sit on YouTube and just watch workout videos the whole day. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I want to be at the gym. <laughs> 
So right now my off days, all I do is cardio. So I did cardio today and just basically relax on my muscles recover. But yeah, no, so I do a push, pull, legs. Oh, I hate saying that just because I hate the way it sounds. But <laughs> it's just, it's so I get more frequency. I hit each muscle group twice a week. So the more frequency you get, the more growth, the more stimulus to that muscle, the more stimulus your body's getting to grow. Um, so yeah, like for push, it's just like any press and movement I do chest so push for me i consider chest shoulders and tries okay when i do pull it's back and buys and then sometimes i do a little bit of hamstrings in there um and then legs is just like that which i am brutally sore right now <laughs> what is your favorite muscle group to work out oh man i would say all time in the past it was back but ever since i tore a labrum in my shoulder and from that game, I messed up a nerve in my neck, so I don't have full feeling in my left arm. So it's really hard for me to feel when I'm doing any type of contraction like this. So it's now it's legs. I love doing legs. It's it's a challenge. It's a fun game. I go in there. I, like, dread doing legs all day long. And I get in there. It's like, okay, it's go time. It's time to, like, put in and shut up, you know? That's, a, that's exactly how I was, like, with legs. Like, I everybody dreads legs. Everybody, there is not a single person in this world that honestly can say that they love doing legs. But there's a lot of people like you about leg day, then you're not doing it right. Say what? I didn't hear that. Sorry. You go into the gym intimidated that it's leg day, then you're not doing it right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because, but then you get there, and it, it is, I think, leg day is one of the biggest challenges in the gym almost because, like, it, it there's a lot that goes to it, and it is a pain in the ass. But do you have a specific workout that is your favorite also? Like movement-wise? Yes. I love, I love lat pullovers. Um, lat pullovers are nice. Um, I used to love deadlifts, which I actually did for the first time in four years. <laughs> I hit a PR of 505. Yeah. Um, but I, know, I would say have, I would have to say lap pullovers and um, the hack squat. All right. I'm going to ask you, what do you think the hardest thing, like the hardest aspect of being a bodybuilder is? And what advice would you give to someone maybe who's trying to do it? Hardest aspect, like truly that is really hard to fight. You're gonna have all the mental stuff, but the thing I've been running into lately is time management. So when you have a full-time job and you're working working 40 plus hours a week, it's like, especially when you're in contest prep, yeah, you can go to the gym for an hour, but like you need to go in there and get another hour extra of cardio. And it's hard to like separate two hours of the gym, especially like you want to have a life outside of it. Like I have a girlfriend that I live with, like I need to spend some time with her. And I just can't be going crazy. So the biggest thing is just be prepared to be able to manage your time. If you don't have like your time management down, then it's probably something you shouldn't get into. Yeah, keep lifting and everything, but time management needs to be a thing if you're going to decide to compete. Another one is just food. And then the biggest thing, even though it's my industry, I hate it about the industry, is that everyone is so goddamn closed-minded. They think they know everything, but there is always room to grow. Like, yeah, I know a lot and I'm very smart with this stuff, but that's why I want to go get my PhD. Like, I, I, I know there's more to learn. There's always going to be more for me to learn. And if there's no more for me to learn, 
in that field, I'm going to learn from different experiences, different cases. And then I can learn from a business aspect. I can learn from this aspect. You, there's always room to grow. I hate when people are closed-minded as hell about things. There's no one in this world that knows everything. And no, there will never be anyone that knows everything. Exactly. Google, Google doesn't even know everything. <laughs> <laughs> but so I have a few final questions that I like to ask. Actually, hold on. Going back for a second. I, speaking on that time management, I forgot I wanted to say something about this. That time management, that's where I think a lot of discipline comes in too. Because you could very easily, you know, all right, I, I'll just skip this hour of cardio. I, like, it'll be fine. Like, I'll, I'm good. I'll just skip it. That's where the real discipline comes in. So how do you get to that point to where I, I think a lot of it comes with the love and passion, but like, how would you, what would you recommend to someone to improve that discipline to not skip? I guess if you had any one piece of advice you could give to them for in your sense, but like in general, like to stay more disciplined. So to stay more disciplined, um, I would say start writing things down. I personally don't, but I definitely would like to get to that point and start writing things down. But I'm lucky enough that I, I really love to do what I do. Right there. I write th- I started writing things down. And it honestly, when you get in that routine, like you said, like you get into that point where you write things down, it's almost like you're keeping accountability, way more accountability on yourself. Because all of a sudden then you're like, oh, I didn't do that today. And like I didn't. I like to read 10 pages a day and it's the littlest thing, but you look at it, you know, you got a 300 page book. You can read that in a month. Yeah. No, that literally all comes back to discipline. Like, like right here, what is it? The actual definition of discipline, the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. So you're literally training yourself to make it a behavior. So I would have to like to make, to train myself to make that a behavior that is discipline. So I'm going to set an alarm every day at 6 a.m., don't get up at 6 a.m. two hours before I have to go to work. Hell no. no. But that is sacrificing what I want now, which is that sleep right now for that goal of getting that gold medal in 16 weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get up and go do that cardio. And once that alarm wakes up, wakes me up, I'll write it down. My why. 16 weeks stage. Why? Just write down your why. Every time you have any type of self-doubt, I would say write it down and go back to your why. I think that is really good right there. Like if you have something that you want, write it down every single day. Because exactly. I, I think that's going to drive you even more because, you know, it's, it's, if, you, if you truly want something, write it down every single day or have it somewhere where you can see it every single day because it, I think that'll help push you a lot more. Exactly. Put it somewhere you can see every day. Like like I said, that's literally like the definition of discipline is you're training that behavior into your brain. You're making that a part of who you are, your being, your person, you know? So if you write that down, like if what you, you open the fridge, how many times a day, multiple times a day, probably. So you can just put a white clipboard really cheap from Walmart and just write down your why. And like, you can leave it up there if you want, but I would say write it up there. And at the end of the day, erase it. And then the next morning, write it back up there. Exactly. Until you get it driven into your head. Yeah. And I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Andy Frisilla, but like his whole 75 hard thing that he has, he's talked about like, that's why I do it 75 days. I don't know how, what your feelings are on it or if you disagree with his thing, but he's like that because you can't do something for a day, a week. You have to like really stick with it and stay disciplined before it becomes that behavior, before it becomes that routine, before it comes second nature, and it's just what you do. Yeah. 
No, that's true. Cause like, what, what are the studies? It's like, it takes two to three weeks for something to become a habit. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing, but, but that's just from a scientific standpoint, but yeah, no, you just have to like, like another favorite quote of mine from, for discipline is literally discipline is a difference between goals and accomplishments. Yes. You can set those goals all day you want. You can talk about those goals all day, but if you don't have the discipline to like work for it and show up to do it, like it means nothing. Exactly. A hundred percent. You have to write it down. And now that we're talking about writing things down, my mom came to visit right after graduation. And I was like, it was kind of in the middle of my funk of, my last prep and I was like doubting myself and all this stuff but my mom showed me this picture of a notebook I wrote in when I was 16 and it said Carlos Cintron it said the date and it said my dream is to be Mr. Olympia one day and like I know it sounds like cheesy and stuff but that shit we were at the Columbus Zoo and she showed me that picture it just lit a spark in my fucking heart and ass and I was like why the fuck am I moping <laughs> like, I, I do this like what I, I can do this. And it just got me after, you know, just like seeing one little handwritten note from years ago. Yep. I know that 16 year old would be proud of me now, you know, for never giving up. That's the thing too, is I look at a lot. I've talked to a lot of people who journal and stuff and they say like, go back and read some of your old journal, like entries or, and like stuff that you wrote down because one, you may have forgot about a goal that you set. Like if you didn't write it down every day, if you didn't think like, didn't actually take it seriously, or like you can see how far you've come. Like you can see where you're at, but so I have three questions that I ask all of my guests before we get into the best segment of the podcast. But my first one is who is your biggest inspiration? Honestly, my biggest inspiration will have to be my father. I kind of figured considering he was kind of part of the whole thing of getting you into where you're at. So I know that um, I, I have to say my dad, even though there's a lot of other people I woke up and have helped me get to where I am, but um, yeah, no, I, I look up to my dad. He grew up extremely, extremely poor with five siblings in Buffalo, New York. He started working at the age of 13 and it's not like that money was for him. That money was for his family. He hated the situation he was in. He got a full ride scholarship to uh, Rochester Institute of Technology through the Navy he got three master's degrees. He got biochemistry, physics, and statistical mathematics. And he had a 32-year-long career in the Navy as an 05 commander, special forces, bronze star. Just that man is the definition of, like, discipline and commitment to me. Like, I wish and hope to one day be able to live up to him. What are the goals of Carlos Centron going forward? short term or long term you pick either or let's do both all right so short term is to go back to school i want to go back to school i want to win the show i'm prepping for right now and i want to get my pro card either late this year or early next year um long-term goals i want to get my doctor in physical therapy and then one day i want to be able to open up my own facility that is um I can't tell you because I don't want to take my idea, but just something that includes everybody. Okay. <laughs> we will get into details. One day when Carlos opens something that is famous, I can say that I had him on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite questions that is also a question that some people don't necessarily answer, but if you could go back in time 
and change or tell yourself one, not change one thing, tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Appreciate my parents. That's a good one. I think that's a lot of times that we don't realize till later in life yeah. how much we should have. Yeah, I, I would I'd go back in time, tell myself, appreciate them, appreciate everything they do. They're not on me trying to be hard on me. They're trying to just get, just want the best for me. Like they've been through it. They already know. Like if they're yelling at you to, that you shouldn't do something, it's because they probably did it once. <laughs> I know. That's, that's why. But yeah, I would have to say that would be it. That's a good one. But now it is time for the best segment of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Motivation Monday is the point in the episode where I allow the guests to give a little inspirational bump to our guests as they listen on Monday morning because our episodes now come out at 7 a.m. So they might be listening on their way to work, on the way to the gym, whatever it is. But what do you got for Motivation Monday? All right. So for Motivation Monday, I'm going to say discipline is doing it no matter what your emotional state is. And also it is the bridge between, like I said earlier, a, a goal and an accomplishment. And just remember that why. That why is going to be your goal, too. That's going to be your base. That is the big thing. Because you can't stay disciplined to something unless you have a why. Exactly. So that discipline all comes back into having a why. That is what we've got into a lot in this episode. And it is important to figure out your why. But that's the thing. Your why might change over time. Like, like exactly. Your why is going to be different here in 16 weeks. Exactly. And that's okay. But it is always important to have a why for what you are doing. It's going to change, but always have a why because it's just going to drive you. It's going to fuel you. It's going to help you get to where you want to be. Like right now, I want to move to Montana. Why am I doing all these side jobs? Because I want to move to Montana. I want to move out West. I want to have, be able to have these things and do these things. And you, you like, you just have to know why you're doing it. Because otherwise, what's the point of doing it? Oh, my long-term ending. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, believe in your fucking self every goddamn day. Yes. There's too many people that doubt themselves. You see it all the time where like, oh, why I didn't want to, I was afraid to do it because of this. No one told you not to do it. Even when people tell you not to do it, that you don't have to listen to it. Exactly. Everyone's always gonna have an opinion. Those people are always going to be in your life. I'm sorry to say it, everyone dies alone and you have to be buried with your regrets and your successes. So bet on yourself every damn morning. Yes. Cause no one else is going to bet on you and that like, and they have no reason to bet on you. You can't bet on other people. You have to bet on yourself because at the end of the day, there's only one person that's always going to have your back always. And it's yourself. Exactly. You might have someone that has your back. Oh, they've been for me for this long. Exactly. There's always this long. There's not a single person that's been there for you for you since you were alive until the day you die. Exactly. But with that, that's a wrap on episode 45 of the Roughnecks podcast. We're coming up that's on awesome. a year. We're getting very close to having a year of the Roughnecks podcast. 
45 episodes. 52 weeks won't be exactly a year, but I can I will announce this since it is getting kind of close. We're about a month out. I think September 21st is a year anniversary of the Roughnecks podcast. On September 21st, you will have an updated episode of Who Are the Roughnecks, which was episode one of this podcast. And it'll be me and good old Texan Teddy back on the podcast once again, catching back up. I don't know exactly what's in store for that episode, but it'll be better than the first episode we released of this podcast. Thank you, Carlos, for coming on to the podcast being a guest um where do you want people to follow you on social media where do you want them to follow you um i don't really use my personal account so i'd say follow my fitness account um it's centron fitness um if you ever need help with anything honestly like you can always dm me um i'm always willing to answer any questions do you in the right direction um but i will be 100 percent honest with you i'm a very transparent person um i'm very excited so don't, don't come in expecting that he's gonna be all yeah if you want if you can't take a little uh well you're like hey now like this isn't working for you i'm gonna tell you like what you could do and what you should be doing and stuff like that yes a hundred percent but follow him on social media continue to follow his journey he's got a show coming up in 16 weeks so we'll be checking on that be i'll be probably posting about it on our account the roughnecks account but thank you everybody for tuning back into the 45th episode I promise that one of these days I will get this podcast back on track. Summer is very hard with working out schedules and I am very busy. I am making excuses. I'm not staying disciplined enough with the podcast, but I am working. I think the next two weeks I will have double episode weeks as long as I can get them scheduled. And trust me, I have some freaking awesome guests coming up. If you just stick with me, it is coming, but you know the deal until next week. Life is hard and will knock you down just like a bull does to a bull rider. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Roughnecks, out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and then also subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel. If you want to be a guest or have a guest that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com or message me on social media on Instagram at roughneckspodcast or Twitter at roughneckspodc1 or Facebook at roughneckspodcast. Life is hard and will knock you down like a bull. Don't lay there and let it run you over. Get up. Grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Till next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.